0: Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today's show, we don't have a guest, so it's just mano mono mano uh, but we've got a lot of things to talk about.
1: A lot of things to talk about. Lots of things going on right now. NFL draft coming up, uh, in Stanley Cup hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs. Baseball season's underway. I mean... Yeah. Even a
0: little bit of golf.
1: Even a little bit of golf. Okay. Got to get the golf in.
0: Also, uh, when we uh, come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Damian Lillard, yeah. who comes from Oakland. That's right. Uh, but playing with the Portland Trailblazers. they are going to see him in the first round, and hey, he made little little... Uh, Uh, prediction oh is that right yeah he did and then uh, also uh mo harkless uh from portland also uh didn't attempt any three pointers for the last few games we'll talk about that as to why that happened all right so uh let's see at each commercial break we're going to ask a sports trivia question and let's see what's our theme today uh it's kind of all over the map a couple of baseball questions. Actually, it's all baseball now that I think about it. Okay, so baseball. We like baseball.
1: I'd love to talk some baseball uh, later. Some old time baseball. Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio. I got some thoughts about uh, what they would have been, how much better they would have been if they hadn't had their careers interrupted by the war. By the war.
0: Uh, in With, fact, wasn't it two stints by two stints uh, for, for for Ted Williams, Williams in yeah. World
1: War II and the Korean War. He was actually much more involved in, in uh, combat in the Korean War, uh, flying something like 38 missions over North Korea.
0: And it was at the highlight of his uh, career. Yeah. You know? No, he He's was, still, he
1: came back right after that and he was still, you know, he was an all-star. I mean, that was right at the height of his career, yeah. right.
0: And I wonder how, uh, what kind of training he had. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, how he stay
1: in shape for, I mean, he yeah, stay in shape,
0: you know, well, military is a little different than baseball sure, shape. Sure,
1: sure. You know? Well, you got to remember in those days... It, Again, we go off on a tangent about this, but people didn't uh, have to work out quite like they do today. True. I mean, they were in good shape, but not you know That's fanatics. You know.
0: All right. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are still currently yielding over 7.5% secured by Bay Area real estate. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. will be right back.
2: PacificPrivateMoney.com. What
3: do you do if your child can't hear or speak? Where do you go? Wine Garden Children's Center provides innovative and effective therapy and education services to children with hearing and communication challenges to show that these children can have a voice. Support our programs by attending Tea Off for Our Kids, our benefit golf tournament on Monday, April 17th, hosted at the exclusive Peninsula Golf and Country Club in San Mateo with lunch, golf, and dinner included. Buy tickets or support today at listenspeaklearn.org.
4: Make Mother's Day special with help from Hornblower Cruises and Events. Treat mom to a relaxing day on the bay. Feast on a gourmet brunch with free-flowing champagne. Or indulge in an elegant four-course dinner. Cruises feature spectacular sights of the city, live entertainment, and attentive service. For reservations, go to hornblower.com. That's hornblower.com. Book
5: today. The beautiful Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga is having a special. Any sweeter cottage for 2 dollars a night, Sunday through Thursday. This price includes use of all the facilities pool, mineral water jacuzzi, sauna, bottle of wine on arrival, and a $20 breakfast voucher to Johnny's, one of two restaurants on the property. We are one of the best values in Napa Valley. Call 707-942-6877 to reserve your special now. Or go to MountviewHotel.com.
6: Discover the world of sea kayaking, paddle boarding, and biking in Half Moon Bay. Whatever your experience, we can accommodate you. Our fleet is made up of single and double kayaks, stand-up paddle boards, and many different bikes to suit your needs. Come play in Half Moon Bay. Call 650-773-6101 or go to www.hmbkayak.com. That's HMB as in Half Moon Bay, kayak.com. Hyatt Centric
7: Fisherman's Wharf San Francisco is located in the heart of San Francisco. Close to top attractions, our hotel is a prime spot to explore the city by the bay. Visit Pier 39 in Ghirardelli Square or take the nearby cable car lines around the city. Hyatt Centric Fisherman's Wharf features a heated outdoor pool, a fully equipped fitness center, and on-site dining options. The contemporary guest rooms and suites include luxurious amenities to help you unwind after a stimulating day exploring San Francisco. Call 415-563-1234 or go to fisherman'swharf.centric.hyatt.com.
2: You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
0: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, what do you want to start off with?
1: Well, you know, I was really intrigued. I'm not a huge golf fan. My dad played a lot of golf and I've watched golf and covered golf. I played a little bit myself. It's not my favorite sport, um, but I was fascinated with the Masters and watching Sergio Garcia finally break through and win a major after all the near yeah. misses and you know it was really an emotional moment and i think that's the great thing about golf when it is compelling you have a, a an individual or a person that people can relate to they can put a face to and i think Tiger Woods was that kind of a guy in the sense that he was so different and so powerful and so special on the on the links, and he brought. He was so inclusive. He brought in a lot more people than just you know yeah. the average country club Caucasian well, a lot of the young middle guys class. So. Yeah, a lot of young yeah. kids. And you know, Sergio Garcia is is kind of a little different. So I think we need. I hate to sound politically correct, but we need more diversity in golf, and that's one of the big problems because golf is a great sport. Don't yeah, but get me you, wrong. I mean,
0: you had Chichi Rodriguez,
1: Lee Trevino, yeah, Vijay you know, Singh. No question, there were there were some good <laughs> ones, but I think. Uh, generally speaking the best players are you know guys from the suburbs uh, not all of them but you know and so there's this perception among most people you know if yeah. you want to play golf you, you you can go to the public links True, but, sure, really,
0: but generally, I'm going to say because it's a, it's a more expensive sport. It is. And you have to have the time to do it. Which, have to have the the by time way, is the key. Five lo- hours. Five this, hours. I was going to say, I love golf. It's the best 10 hours uh, that I spend yeah, every yeah, each yeah. time I do it. Well, I
1: surf. And for me to go surfing, I actually body surf. I say surfing, it's the same thing. You use your body as a surfboard. And I've been doing this since I was a kid. You have to have five hours an hour to get to the beach, an hour to, well, an hour, it's not quite an hour to drive there, but an hour to get there, an hour to get back you got to have half an hour each way to get dressed and get ready to go in, and then half an hour when you come out to clean off. And, and why
0: don't you get dressed at home? No, no, no. You're putting, <laughs> you're putting your wetsuit on. Putting it's your wetsuit on is, is, is a
1: It's believe, hard, I know. It's very difficult. So
0: that's why they have the, the tag all the way in the back. Well, well now, they, about, now they have, a, they they have, have them the on the front
1: now. now. You just zip them, zip them on. It's yeah. weird. It's like climbing into a hefty bag. But it, it, <laughs> in our cool, cold Northern California waters where the temperature never gets above 62, it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. But I'm saying, you know, and then you're out in the water for an hour and a half to two hours. So that's a five-hour. It's like, you know, playing golf. You have to have time. Yeah. And so because I think most people don't have the time to do that, they don't have the leisure time unless they're retired, unless they have a lot of money. Uh, golf is sort of an exclusive sport. And it's too bad because I think it's a great sport. It's one of the oldest sports. But, oh, yeah. again, back to my original point, uh, Tiger Woods is no longer going to be the face of golf. I mean, he's obviously – he's his time has passed. How old is he now? He's 40 – let's see, he's – what is he, born in 1974, so that would make him 43. <laughs> he's he not got, that old.
0: And then I guess when you, what, hit 50, you go to the uh, senior circuit? I think
1: it's 50, 55. You know, there have been guys yeah. that – I remember Tom Watson, I think, won a, a major when he was almost 50. And he, he almost won the British Open when he was well over 50. But, I mean, it's pretty rare. But Tiger Woods, you know – we talked about this off air, Edward. He just burnt out physically. I mean, he pushed himself so hard. He's had some issues off the off the uh, the golf. Yeah, links. his ex wife almost burned him out too. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he lived a fast land life, and yeah. he was also from the day one for the time he could, oh, yeah. you know, probably swing a golf club. That's all he did.
0: Three years old, being on Mike yeah, Douglas show. It, remember
1: that? There's a price to yeah. pay for that. You don't have a balance in your life, you're going to burn out. And, and everybody says, "Oh, he's only forty three. Yeah, but he's had injuries." I just don't think he, maybe the competitive fire burns inside him, but he just doesn't have the body anymore. He may look like he does, but he's 43. Well, 43 is not that
0: young no, for, it, it, for golf. Well, man. it's
1: not, but he's had a, a, a series of injuries. Yeah. And I think more than that, golf like baseball, you know, it's so precise. I mean, if you're off yeah. a little bit, the difference between, you know, hitting a ball – just right and hitting a ball not quite yeah. right it can be 15 yards this way or that way or you know 20 yards short of the tee. You know that actually seems like it's
0: about the same age group like I mean when you're when you're playing football you're generally not 40 years old but you know when you're in the twilight of your career in baseball you know there's I mean Nolan Ryan was in there. There's studies, a few right? but no, he was a,
1: he was a he was a freak of nature. Yeah. I remember yeah. covering a, a, a no hitter I think it was his fifth no hitter when he when he no hit the uh, the A's in the 91 yep. and after the game we're interviewing him you know he's in a exercise room with an on an exercise bicycle, you know, going like thirty miles an hour, and just you know, because he he had to keep himself in shape, and he was an amazing athlete. But he was a freak of nature. He had a, he had a you know the you know, classic rubber arm. No problems with that elbow. No problems with that shoulder. But how many guys are like that? Is that
0: is Madison Bumgarner like that?
1: You know, that's a good question. I last year I thought Madison Bumgarner was kind of vulnerable. The the Giants left hander. He yeah. gave up more home runs last year. Um, the ball seemed to elevate a little bit, but I, you know, I get the feeling he's one of those guys that may last for a while. Now, he's only twenty. Let's see, he was twenty-one in two thousand and ten, so that would make him twenty-eight now.
0: 28,
1: yeah. So well, I just think about the World Series against uh, Kansas
0: City yeah. and how they just kept bringing him in.
1: But you know, we don't know. I mean, Sandy Koufax was great up until thirty, and then he just, you know, the last couple of years, his arm would balloon up the size of, of a, a beach ball after a game, and he was in just horrible, horrible pain, and had to take drugs and. You know, to keep uh, the pain down and keep the swelling down, and I had to retire at the age of thirty. So, you know, pitching is an unnatural motion. Ideally, yeah. if you pitch, you want to throw a sidearm, less stress yeah. on the on the shoulder. Well, a long time ago, old old baseball, they actually used to throw. Oh underhand. yeah, a lot of guys, and there's still yeah. a few guys that do. Uh, no, I mean underhand. No, uh, not, yeah. well, well know, yeah, the it, old uh, old, uh, old uh, eighteen uh, something. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a form of underhand. It wasn't kind of like you know softball underhand, but oh, it was it was to, kind yeah. of a sweeping. Yeah, you see guys that do that. I mean, going back to Kent Tekulve and Dan Quisenberry, yeah, uh-huh. and you know, even Dennis Eckersley kind of threw a yep. uh, you know yeah, a sidearm side pitch. Yeah, it wasn't really a sidearm, but it was kind of a three quarters, I guess. So, you know, if I were a pitcher, I would learn how to throw. I would not throw overhand because these guys yeah. get burned out too quickly. So say a screwball. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, you see Carl Hubble. uh, Now, again, our listeners, a lot of them don't even know who Carl Hubble (laughs) is. He was (laughs) a Hall of Famer who pitched in the 1930s for the New York Giants. and. The uh, screwball, it it caused his arm to kind of turn, so he'd walk around with his his left arm (laughs) literally sort of almost turned the wrong direction. I mean,
0: mean, it's an opposite of a curveball. Yeah, it's pretty
1: much well the way it's thrown, yeah, because the curveball, you snap your wrist out, and the the screwball, you snap your wrist kind of in. It's a very unnatural motion, and it's not healthy for the human body to do that. And then you of course have the split finger fastball, where you throw it just like a fastball, but you you split your forefinger and your index finger, and the idea is the ball comes across the plate and kind of dives. Yeah. Well, the problem some people say that it puts more strain on the the arm somehow. I don't know how that works. Uh, you know, you huh. throw the ball just the same way, but maybe there's something maybe about on the, the fingers. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean Roger Craig, the former Giant manager, was a big practitioner of it, but uh, there were a number of guys in his staff that had arm problems later. So who knows? Hmm. Interesting. You know, sports injuries are something that you just, you know, speaking of injury, Tony Romo. I wanted to talk about Tony Romo. Uh, here's a guy that, that was a great quarterback, yeah. and he got his team into the playoffs a number of times but never could win the big game. And finally he's, he's so beat up and we forget he's, what is he, 37 now? Is he that old? Yeah, he's about 36, wow. 37. The other night uh, he's going to do television next year with Jim Nance. I guess they moved uh, Phil Simms off of the uh, Fox TV. Maybe Phil wanted to retire. Maybe he was forced out. But uh, the other night at Dallas, they brought him out. The Mavericks brought him out, uh, gave him a uniform, and let him warm up with the team. And he says, "Geez, I, all these guys are long and lean. They're six eight, <laughs> and they look like you know great athletes. I feel like a turtle out there." You know, <laughs> so, how tall is uh, Tony Romo? I think he's about six three. You know, oh, okay. average yeah, height you know, guard, for a for an guard, NFL quarterback. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, <laughs> to Steph Curry's size, you know. So Steph Curry 6'3", six, three? Six, three, yeah is he really he is six three I've stood up next to him I'm six five and he's only an inch or two shorter than me
8: is
0: that funny and it's funny. I, I I I assume that if I stood up to him I'd actually look no. down but no I don't, no I don't no know he's he six
1: he's six three. he's you know you got to remember the average NBA player is about six seven yeah that's Clay six, Thompson seven or six right? eight. yeah Clay Thompson's about 6'6". he's a, a little bit taller mm-hmm. than me yeah six 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 seven yeah but you know. <laughs> i mean I, I wish i I wish I was good enough to even have played you know high school ball other than j v ball but i was I was a klutz that's why I got into broadcasting oh See, yeah,
0: I'm good on defense. My offense, though, not yeah. so good. <laughs> no, I, I
1: stopped playing basketball 25 years ago when I hit 40. I realized my knees and my That's what happened to me, s- too. I, 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 I tried to do
0: it, and, and uh, yeah. it's, everything just kind of shuts down. I mean, you, and you get hurt when you get to be a little older. Uh, for all you young people out there, you don't heal so fast. No, you don't.
1: You know, there are people, though. Jim Barnett, who was a warrior broadcaster and a former player, he played in senior men's leagues until he was almost 70. And uh-huh. they had these – I didn't realize. They had these leagues that play everywhere. They go all over the world, and it's it's <laughs> mostly on, the, on their own dime. But they have a great time. He played till he was almost seventy. That's uh, how old was he? Yeah, about the same height as me, 6'5", 6'4", 6'5". Yeah, uh-huh. good player. And yeah, hard-nosed. No, he was a he, and a heck of a broadcaster. He's yeah, turned into he's he, terrific. He's an, he's we're lucky to dope. have him doing yeah. the Warrior Games locally.
0: All right, we're going to go to our first commercial break here. Which baseball team became the first professional team to field nine players who were either black or Latino? Ooh,
1: that's a good one. Oh, yeah, like that. Right, yes.
0: Uh, see if you can give us the year also.
1: I'm going to hazard a guess on that one. Really? That'd be pretty good. I think I know. Well, you got,
0: what, 28 or 30 teams to guess from? Don't (laughs) touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. 800-480-5708 Welcome back to Sportycon 101 Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Here was our first trivia question Which baseball team became the first professional team to field nine players who were either black or Latino?
1: You're talking about regular players.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, because if you're fielding okay. nine players. Yeah, yeah.
1: because I, I know the Pittsburgh Pirates of '79, the We Are Family team, I think had 17 of the 25 players were either African American or Latino. So, uh, so, I, uh, so I'm going to guess it was the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm probably wrong. No, 1970?
0: you're actually right. Pittsburgh Pirates, yeah, but you got the wrong year.
1: 1979. No, before that. Yes, 78. When
0: else did they win the World Series? 71. 71.
1: 71.
0: Yeah, wow. Clemente okay. and
1: yeah, Willie Stargell and Stargell, yeah, yeah, and so on. Al Oliver. Yeah. 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 Very, Manny, Manny Sanghean. Yeah, oh yeah. That was yeah. a good team. Those were great teams. The Pirates. it's interesting, the Pirates won it in seventy one, they won it again in seventy nine, and they were in the playoffs a bunch of times in the seventies, but the Reds always beat them in the in the Oh yeah in the championship series. Beat the them, big I think three or machine. four times. Yeah, the big red machine.
0: All right, uh moving on a little bit here to basketball. Uh first I want to cover uh Portland Trails Blazers. Mo Harkless did not attempt a three pointer in the last few games. Because he had in his clause in his contract, mm. if he kept his average above thirty-five percent, he'd make five hundred thousand oh. dollar bonus. And mind. and and he was so uh, uh, in tune yeah, with you know. what his percentage was when he dropped to thirty-one, thirty like thirty-five point one percent. Oh sure, he just basically said he just stopped taking well, three you pointers. Know, can't
1: blame the guy for doing that. But you know, why in the world would anybody? I guess you know there are all sorts of clauses we don't see. Pro athletes signing their contracts within the contract that has something like that—that's crazy. (laughs) I know,
0: but you know, part of it is—I kind of go back and forth a lot. Uh, One, you look and you go, "Well, is he being a team player?" No. Uh, Did the game matter? The games, the last few games, no. Um, You know, what would I do if I were him? Probably the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Now he's making forty million dollars but still five hundred thousand dollars a lot of money. Yeah.
1: Especially well, when you can it control is. it. It is. I don't I don't I don't know what the guy's making on the year. I imagine he's making probably four Four or five million, I'm guessing.
0: So, you know, that's 10% yeah, of that's your good, income. And, you on keep, that.
1: and you, we forget that, you know, these guys that make four or five million keep about half of it. The government gets, that exactly. That exactly. So, yeah. gets the entourage. other half. Exactly. And then their entourage gets the other half. Well, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Sometimes they have a wife and the kids and the f- girlfriend, and oh my uh, gosh, yeah, you're right, the entourage. You've got to see after an NBA game, even the Warriors, as, as goody two shoes as they are, mm-hmm. they really are, uh, you know, cut from a different cloth. You wouldn't believe the amount of of hangers on and friends and people that I'm going, who are these people? I guess they're just buddies. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> NBA is f- is funny that way though.
0: Well, you know, it's funny that this, uh, in baseball, And I'm trying to remember, I don't remember the year, but this has got to go back at least 25 years. And I can't remember the player. It might've been somebody like Gary Carter. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. Where he had in his c- contract that if the attendance hit 3 million, mm. he was going to get a million dollar bonus. Wow. And, he did not keep track of it, and the attendance was short by two thousand. Oh, geez! So you go if he would have known that he could have bought two thousand wow. tickets for you know
1: and give them give them out to all the kids. I, relating to that, I got a good story for you. Vita Blue, who won the Cy Young in nineteen seventy one and was probably the most dominant pitcher in baseball, age of twenty two, he used to when he would pitch, the A's would sell out. They would have forty seven or forty eight or fifty thousand or whatever it was but when he wouldn't pitch they'd get you know their 15,000 and they were a great team when oh, he was yeah, pitching sure. but the fans just never flocked to them anyway he, he goes back to Charlie Finley the next year after winning the Cy Young and having this great season his ERA is under 2 and he asked for a raise he wanted i think he was getting the major league minimum and i think he asked for $60,000 or 70,000 no he shot for 90 he shot for 90,000 which was a lot of money in 1972 and Charlie said oh, I'm going to give you uh 40 and so Vida um he held out and he didn't have a good year that year and it was interesting he did make a difference down the stretch but he wasn't the key guy and the A's won their first world series that year yeah. and Vida's career he had a good career uh-huh. but it was never quite the same after That's that true. after that rookie year you know he had some great years but nothing like that first year yeah. and i'm convinced that again like we were talking about with Tiger Woods you have too much um success too early and especially in this day and age where the money is so huge yeah. it can burn you out
0: also yeah. uh the, the mental aspect yeah. of being 20 years old or yeah. 22. And, and, well, how and many guys can handle it? Exactly. Yeah.
1: And then also they get all of this money. And, and, you know, with rare exception, they've got to figure out what to do with it. And they have people helping them out. But, you know, can they really trust some of these people? Yeah. Uh, so you know, it, it was a shocking thing. I heard that something like 70% of all NFL players go bankrupt the first year they're out of the game. I Is mean, that right? Now, I may be wrong. That may be a high number. But I heard it's something re- alarming. It's well over 50%. And it's because a lot of these guys, pro athletes, they live this fast lifestyle. And they look at the money. Oh, I'm bringing all this money. They're not thinking about putting their investing in and, yeah. and putting it away and not spending so much. I mean, some athletes do. But... I mean, yeah. Someone's really got to teach these guys about how
0: you know your career is going to last
1: three years, well, maybe eight years. They've been you know? told. They've had people telling them their whole lives you're special. You're going to be the sure. star. Yeah, that's fine. You're, and their but agents are telling them everything they want to hear. And the problem is they're not they're impressionable kids. They yeah. they they are really in some respects. I hate to use the word. This is a terrible word to use because I don't mean it to, to sound negative. But it's almost like they're retarded yeah. that they they have that they have not learned like most of us, that you don't jump into the job market and automatically make a million or two million right out of the And right I wonder if
0: maybe that's part of it that they say, well, after I retire, I'll just get a shoe deal or something like that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that, that works for some players. I mean, Steph Curry has signed a deal with Armour All or Under Armour or whatever it's called <laughs> that – um that is twice what he gets paid with the warriors and he's making i think right now he's not they'll negotiate a new deal pretty soon i think he's making around 18 million with the warriors maybe 17 per year yeah per year so he's getting another 35
0: that's amazing
1: well these guys you know what they do they're smart they have their foundation and they, and they you know get you have the tax write off it's a good public relations thing and you become part of the community. They're like little icons. They're almost yeah. like little little businesses in themselves. Well,
0: I, I remember the statistic that Michael Jordan made more from Nike than all of the employees in Malaysia who make, the, who, make, who make the shoes. Yeah,
1: yeah. I never – I mean, I'm not going to sit here and get on a political rant about this, but I will never, ever buy any basketball shoe that's made out of this country for the simple reason that it's probably slave made by labor. slave labor. Yeah. yeah, And, you know,
8: uh,
0: that's – now here's a question: yeah. How do you know that it's like you know a lot of people say, oh you know for an, for a car buy American, right? Yeah, yeah. But you can't really find any cars that are 100 percent in America anyway. Even you know Chrysler's got a bunch of well, you know what you do? Japan buy an and, electric
1: car, you know. Buy buy. A, I guess Tesla makes cars in this. I don't know. I see more. I see more electric cars on the road. We should we should yeah. have, you know again. I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but yeah. we should we should have gone to electric cars 20 years ago. We wouldn't be in the we wouldn't have all these problems of global warming right now, would we? Well, I question for you. Yeah, on that. I know I this know. is a
0: sports show, but it's also a business sports sure, show. Sure, sure. So, question for you: yeah. What about all the batteries? Well, how
1: environmentally safe? How ins- is you know? That? But they're not releasing carbon dioxide.
0: True, but then what do you, what do, you do when they go bad? Well, Maybe. I don't know. I
1: don't know Do they have acid that's going to degrade and get yeah. into the into the groundwater. I don't know. I I haven't heard anything about that. I think most batteries. Um, you have to have a, a disposal area for them yeah but, uh, that's, that's I like i mean it 's you know, just uh, to me that 's like saying coal is something that we should continue using when it 's been a proven fact that it's it 's well, one it's of the cancers. worst it's, yeah. if you look what it 's done in, in India and China, I mean but parts yeah. of that country that are uninhabitable now i mean literally uh, China, I think twenty percent of its country side is not even habitable anymore. And that's is that right. Yes, twenty percent. Yeah, a lot of them have never well, seen the got, uh, sunlight. You got one point three billion people living in a country the size, physically, of the United States. Anyway, this is a sports show, and yeah, I'm, I'm getting off on geography that. here, but <laughs> I just uh, it just hey, you're to educate note. the public. You know? Well, I don't know. You know, just my, just my it's opinion for my humble opinion for what it's worth. That's that's all. That's okay. No, yeah, listen, yeah. I,
0: I think everyone should do what you do, which is uh, go surfing because that's very environmentally safe. <laughs> well,
1: not only that, but more importantly than that, and I, I will. I don't want to get off on a on a rant on this, <laughs> and it's not a rant. And actually, it's a, it, I'm kind of evangelical about it. When you do go out and do something outdoors, it's really healthy. That's why people love to play golf, because you're breathing fresh air and you're exercising. Yeah. Today, I went out on a nice hike up on Mount Temopius. I was out there for only an hour and a half, but it was great. And I'm much more relaxed now than I would be if I hadn't gone on that hike. Well, the air is
0: very clean up there. It's H- very how, clean. how high is uh, Mount Tam?
1: It's about 2,400 feet, but we're not okay. at the top. We're just halfway up you yeah. know, on, on a nice, flat uh, walk. It wasn't anything strenuous. You know, I'll bet one
0: of the reasons you're healthy is when you're in the seawater, all the kelp and all the uh, yeah, you know, salt you know, water you know, and no, stuff. You know yeah.
1: what it is? It's your floating. you're floating. You're not being dragged <laughs> down by gravity. So uh, my back and my inner core feels very comfortable when I'm out there. I never have any back problems, ever. Um, And as a result of being in the water, I think swimming is the best. Actually, swimming is. is the best thing you can do for your body. Much better than running. Oh yeah, for uh, yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, because like you said, your gravity doesn't uh, pull you down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just yeah. don't get hit by a big wave.
1: Well, and you're and you're using every muscle. Yeah, you know, you're using everything. So um, it's a natural thing. We're made. Seventy percent of us is made out of water. Seventy percent of the earth is made out of water. So it's natural that we want to. That's
0: that's why Johnny Weismuller was in such good shape. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he played Tarzan. I gotta too. get
1: back out there though. But this winter that we are having in California is ruining my surfing. I'm telling you, man. It's been, It's. I've been really depressed. I've only been out maybe 10 times. Well, you can since go the on the rain. Year. You can, but when it's windy, it blows the surf out and oh. you can't catch, you can catch waves, but it's just, it's really junky and funky and. You know, it's just not much fun. If it's, I don't mind being in the rain. The rain is okay. It's when the wind picks up, which yeah. usually happens, and that blows the surf out, and you can't you it, can't catch waves. You can, but you can't really do much. It's just with
0: like it. me riding the motorcycle. It's like the rain is a, kind of a pain. Yeah, but It's yeah. the wind. That's it's tough. the wind.
1: In baseball, you know, the same thing. You can't play baseball when it's raining hard, or you know, maybe you can, but it's just not much fun. Too,
0: well, but also it's a little too dangerous. I think
1: it is. I think that's part of the yeah. reason you
0: can play football though. Football, yeah. football is yeah. played in any weather. Yeah. Well, Oh, Sleep, snow, ball. or mud. See, the game will go on. But uh, with golf, they could. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess it just wouldn't you be You can as play good. golf in the ring. It it's just not as fun. Be, not that much fun, yeah. All
0: right, so here is another trivia question. Uh, baseball, old baseball. I think I think you're going to know the answer okay, to this one. We'll try. What sports team originated in Maryland in 1902? Mm, okay. You know that one, don't you? A, sport, a baseball team. Baseball. Yeah. Okay, sure. I'm sorry. I, I, we are taking. Okay. Taking, you know what? I didn't even need 19, to say I no, shouldn't have said that. In Maryland? Yeah.
1: Like Baltimore, Maryland? Yeah. Okay.
0: That's the only Maryland I know. Okay. <laughs> Stay with us. More t 1. We'll be right back.
6: <laughs> Discover the world of sea kayaking, paddle boarding, and biking in Half Moon Bay. Whatever your experience, we can accommodate you. Our fleet is made up of single and double kayaks, stand-up paddle boards, and many different bikes to suit your needs. Come play in Half Moon Bay. Call 650 773 6101 or go to www.hmbkayak.com. That's HMB as in Half
4: Moon Bay Kayak.com. Make Mother's Day special with help from hornblower cruises and events. Treat mom to a relaxing day on the bay. Feast on a gourmet brunch with free flowing champagne or indulge in an elegant four-course dinner. Cruises feature spectacular sights of the city, live entertainment, and attentive service. For reservations, go to Hornblower.com. That's Hornblower.com. Book today.
7: Hyatt-centric Fisherman's Wharf, San Francisco is located in the heart of San Francisco. Close to top attractions, our hotel is a prime spot to explore the city by the bay. Visit Pier 39 and Ghirardelli Square or take the nearby cable car lines around the city. Hyatt-centric Fisherman's Wharf features a heated outdoor pool, a fully equipped fitness center, and on-site dining options. The contemporary guest rooms and suites include luxurious amenities to help you unwind after a stimulating day exploring San Francisco. Call 415-563-1234 or go to fisherman'swharf.centric.hyatt.com.
5: The beautiful Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga is having a special. Any sweeter cottage for 299 a night, Sunday through Thursday. This price includes use of all the facilities, pool, mineral water jacuzzi, sauna, bottle of wine on arrival, and a $20 breakfast voucher to Johnny's, one of two restaurants on the property. We are one of the best values in Napa Valley. Call 707-942-6877 to reserve your special now or go to MountviewHotel.com.
3: What do you do if your child can't hear or speak? Where do you go? Wine Garden Children's Center provides innovative and effective therapy and education services to children with hearing and communication challenges to show that these children can have a voice. Support our programs by attending Tea Off for Our Kids, our benefit golf tournament on Monday, April 17th, hosted at the exclusive Peninsula Golf and Country Club in San Mateo, with lunch, golf, and dinner included. Buy tickets or support today at listenspeaklearn.org
9: iHeartRadio an app so powerful it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com.
0: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question, what sports team originated in Maryland in
1: 1902? I'm going to say, I was going to say the Baltimore Orioles, but it wasn't the Orioles because the Orioles actually, came from st louis in the mid-50s and there was a team that played in baltimore that john mcgraw played for that played back in the 1890s um and i believe they were called the orioles too so i'm i i do not know i'm, I'm the uh, new york yankees oh that's right <laughs> you're right and they became the new york highlanders yeah, yes yeah. that's right they originated in baltimore very good very, that's that's yeah. a little known uh, yeah very, very good. good i thought, yeah, I thought yeah. you'd like that one yeah
0: okay uh, in fact, our last trivia question is going to be kind of fun. Okay. You're, going to, you're going to like that. Yeah. All right. So uh, Damian Lillard, again, Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, apparently, he tweeted out Blazers over Warriors and six.
1: Oh, he's just having fun. I mean, he's got to feel that way. If you're an athlete, you have to feel confident. Well, if you don't, you're not, there's no point in going out there. You know, you have to believe you're going to win.
0: So here, here's my kind of take on this or, or question is. Is it smart to do that where you could potentially rile up the other team?
1: Uh, the other team's not going to be riled up. Okay. You know who's going to be riled up? The fans. That's who gets uh, riled okay. up. The, the, the players, you know, unless you insult somebody, that might rile somebody. But, but even then, you know, we in the media make such a big deal about it, this tweeting. And I've been told I, – I, I've started working at a local station in San Francisco again. And I've been told, Bruce, you got to – Keep up with what everybody's tweeting. Ninety percent of what people tweet is just that's nonsense. nonsense. Yeah. it's just it's a gossip. It's you know short little, quick uh, you know uh, streams of consciousness. It's just it's it's useless. But, but unfortunately, sometimes once in a while somebody will say something that's important. It's a newsbreaker, so you gotta you gotta pay attention.
0: But if it's the sort of thing that would kind of. Potentially incite the other team to play a little harder. Or I, don't, I don't think so. You don't think that, so? I don't okay. think so. I,
1: I, I think okay. in this day and age, if you need somebody to incite you to play harder, you shouldn't be playing.
0: Or well, I uh, you know I pro, athletes, pro athletes pro yeah. athletes
1: don't need somebody to incite them. Believe me. I mean, and especially now, I think with the age of specialization, where players, generally speaking, not all, but a lot of athletes don't play more than one sport, even in high school anymore, which is really yeah. sad. Yeah, that's. that's I should, think it's you know play I, more. I yeah I. Um, the other night I was emceeing a high school a banquet and we were observing the 40-year anniversary of the Redwood High School 1977 National Championship. Which, team. Uh, by the
0: way, I wish I could have gone to, that was fun. but we
1: had uh, other plans. No, that's okay. It was it was, was kind of old school, small town. But, yeah. you know, I I dare say that most of those kids who play on that team today... Don't play other sports. And back in the day, in the 70s and 80s even. Oh, yeah. Basketball they, during
0: play. basketball season, football, football during football and baseball. Yeah, yeah. or baseball yeah. or you
1: know, whatever else yeah. you want to play. Soccer, tennis, yeah. you know. But uh, the parents are just like, oh, you've got to play in these leagues now, these oh, traveling leagues. and There's no wonder why you know, a guy like David Price or some of these other pitchers, their arms break down because they've thrown so many innings. Gotcha. Already, you know?
0: Yeah, the one, the one thing I did just one quick thing about uh someone like Damien Damian Lillard who right. used to grow who who grew up in Oakland. Right. right. Is I'm just kind of wondering, like, what does it do like would his teammates care? Would they say,
3: shut I don't, up? I don't, I don't
1: think they really, you know, again, I, I don't think, I think everybody's so used to the whole thing. Everybody's in their own little world. Unless somebody says something really off the wall. Dennis Rodman used to, yeah. players used to raise their eyebrows, but they, they knew Dennis Rodman was being Dennis, and Dennis was a great player. He could yeah. back it up. Charles Barkley, same thing, but Charles Barkley was a great player. Yeah. So if you're a great player, you can say those things. If you're not a great player, different story. Yeah, the, okay, I, I, yeah, then
0: you're just embarrassing yourself.
1: Well, I remember year nobody's going to remember this guy, but there was a guy named Tab Skinner who played with the uh, Seattle SuperSonics and they were playing the Warriors in the first round playoff series back in 1974-75. It was the year the Warriors won it all, and Tab Skinner made some insulting remarks to uh, to Rick Barry. And Barry just laughed and he just said, "Oh, you know, he's just an idiot." And he was. I mean, and everybody just kind of looked at him. And, what does he think? Who is he? He averages like five points a game. Tab <laughs> Skinner, come on. He played the NBA for five years, so and nobody remembers him. Okay. So, Except for his family, you know. All
0: right. So someone like me who I, I'm obviously not an NBA player, right. but I watch the games. Sure. Do I have a right to make comments? Oh, of course. Uh, you know, and, and can have my opinions? Of course. About? I'm of not course. an idiot that's, for that's, doing it. But No,
1: no. That's, I mean, that's part of being a fan. I mean, a fan... Without the fans, I mean, I, I get a kick out of guys in the media and women in the media who downgrade and, and knock the fans. The fans are doing this. They're at the games because they want to have fun. You know, it's it's like you get to be a child again. You do. It's the only time you really get to be a kid again is when you go to the games.
0: Well, and you don't have to worry about wars or pre- that, who's in president, uh, yeah. you know, at the time. I mean, yeah. just you're concentrating strictly on the sport it's itself. exactly
1: why I got into it. I remember the, the – point that I really sort of crystallized for me was 1968. I knew at that point I wanted to get into broadcasting. 1968 was one of the worst years in the history of this country. Vietnam was raging. Robert Kennedy was killed. Martin Luther Luther King King, was killed. The drug scene was out of control. Um, it was not a good year, and I found solace in sport. You know, and Bob Gibson of the Cardinals and Denny McLean of the Tigers, and Rick Barry uh, was joining the ABA, and you had Willie Mays still playing. And and, the A's you know, were uh, coming to a new stadium, just and, uh, coming to the West Coast. Uh, you know, yeah, there was lots of celebration. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, West the, the West Coast. There you go. The, the blessed Coast. No, the ble- no, no, The West coast. coast. Yes, yeah. we do live on the blessed Coast. Definitely, we do. So anyway, yeah. So that was for it, and I, I. To more to your point, I think people just need a relief and a re- release. And today in this country, we are so uptight. Because yeah. people are so tied into the social media and they're so yeah. wedded to their cell phones, they can't take five minutes off. You know, and the, you see the young people today; all they're doing is staring at the phone, yeah. and and they got the headphones on. They're not even a, they're not even aware of what's going on around <laughs> them in the in the real world outside. Yeah. You see people walking into 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 the street, and a, you know they're walking against a red light. Yeah. Oh, I'm listening to this great Old dangerous. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so if anyway. there
0: weren't any any fans right. in the stadiums, I mean, if you think about that, that it'd be Kind of hard to watch a basketball game It'd or a baseball ba- game. Yeah. It, it would be
1: weird. Well, it's you know I go to a lot. Of, I used to go. I don't go to anymore, but I used to go to a lot of practices. Uh, football, especially, and baseball. You don't really practice. They have batting practice, but I'd get to the game two or three hours ahead of time. And it is interesting to watch the athletes uh, practicing because you know when you see them up close on the field, and you're only ten feet, fifteen, twenty feet away. You just see how good they were. We're talking about this with golf. Yeah. You know, we take it for granted when you watch a guy like a Sergio Garcia or a Tiger Woods get onto the course and, and have that beautiful swing and that ball just is straight and straight, true. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a, an impressive sight. Yeah. yeah,
0: hitting the ball straight. Yeah, I remember yeah. Um, going to Hawaii one time. We um, happened to come across, uh, like, just down the road was the LPGA. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, I caught it right after um, they had finished the round. But uh, these Korean women are you know, literally four foot nine, <laughs> and uh, they—they were just practicing though afterward, right? And right, the driving range. And to watch them swing and hit a ball close to three hundred yards yeah, right. for a for a little Korean woman, right? But that beautiful swing—I yeah. mean, you can tell its, it's not
1: strength; it's no. just the—it's the, technique. It's technique. Well, look at look at some of the best baseball sluggers of yeah. all time. Willie Mays was was built like a little tank, but he wasn't a big guy. Ted Fox, Williams, splintered splinter. Yeah, yeah. You look at Ted Williams; he had he had skinny upper arms. But he had that beautiful swing. I mean, and it was as pretty a swing as I've ever seen. And, you know, think about it. By, by the way, Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio, yeah. how much better story. would they have been, How mu- their statistics, if they hadn't had their careers interrupted by war? You know?
0: Yeah, now, now Joe started in 36, so yeah. he would have been World War II Two. only. Right. Uh, thirty nine was when Ted Williams started, and so he actually got both. Years, he got both, both years, but he, both, uh, he wasn't
1: in in any conflict. He was a he was an airline. Well, he was airline. What am I saying? He learned how to fly airplanes, and, they, and he also trained people how to fly planes um, during the Second World War. But during the Korean War, he was in I think thirty eight missions and mm-hmm. in combat missions, and he had a couple of scary, hairy you know instances where I think one time where he had to crash land on the aircraft carrier. or, Someplace in uh, you know in China, I I, I don't know. I mean, so
0: I wonder. I guess the uh, the, the people who draft and the people who draft them, um, you know, they probably looked. like you know, gosh, a guy like this, you know, we we can't put him in like hand to hand combat. You know, the the, the fan the, the fan well, base will kill us. Yeah, I mean, we got to keep him somewhat. You know, safe, I, right? I think
1: in those days everybody was patriotic enough to, to realize that we're not thinking that way. I mean, this that, that was a different world in nineteen. You know. Much different world uh, than we live in today. No, but they I, still
0: would have protected them a little bit, don't you think?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, but you know, there were plenty of athletes that that took part in the first and second world wars that were killed, and in, in uh, you know college athletes and pro athletes that not not you know that many prominent ones, but there were some. Um, Christy Mathewson suffered uh, yeah, chlorine gas. Chlorine gas, although yeah. that didn't happen in combat, that happened yeah. during training, and it shortened his life. He died, I think, at the age of 44. Two or something. So
0: uh, Babe Ruth started in f- 1914. Right. So he would have been of, of age
1: to go to World War. Well, I. he was born in 1895. So yeah. World War. Yeah, I, uh, he would have been a little too. You got to remember the United States didn't enter World War I until 1917. Sunday, until yeah. So I mean, and, he would have been, and that was a very unpopular war, by the way, for us to enter. True. I mean, there, there was a lot of resistance. Uh, uh, you know, it, it wasn't until ni- and Woodrow Wilson, who was the president at the time, really was re-elected in 1916 because he used the slogan, he kept us out of war. Yeah. (laughs) And he did for another couple of years. Well, another year anyway. And and,
0: uh, for for those history buffs out there, uh, the thinking, uh, theoretically, the sinking of
1: the Lusitania got us into the war, Kind of was the sort of, yeah, it was kind of the the precipitate. That's right. And and
0: we all thought, you know, oh, those bad Germans sinking that passenger boat. But you know what? that passenger boat really did have munitions on it germany yeah. knew it yeah. and germany sent a telegram saying listen we know there's munitions on there yeah. and if it comes we're going to we're going to blow it up yeah. passengers of the united states do not go on that ship yep and there was only one paper that published it. And yeah. it was in, the, I think, Des Moines, Iowa Times or something like interesting. that. So yeah. if you go back to the Des Moines, Iowa Times, you'll see something from yeah. Germany saying this is not a – yes, they yeah. had passengers on it, but it was also carrying munitions because when sure. they hit it, it blew to smithereens. A lot of
1: little interesting quirks of history. The, the, the main, which was blown up in Havana Harbor, allegedly by the Spanish – it was an American warship – was actually, it was determined later that the, there was some kind of an accident inside the cargo hold that led to the explosion. Huh. But that was used as an excuse for us to <laughs> declare war on Spain. And of course, we took Cuba and later the Philippines.
0: Uh, the uh, Spanish-American, Spanish-American War? Spanish-American War, okay. right
1: around the turn of the century. Yeah. That's the one where Teddy Roosevelt went up uh, San Juan, San Hill, Juan and, you know, Hill, waving the saber. But uh, that was during, you know, the time when America was, was uh, uh, spreading its empire, you know, spreading its wings, so to speak. So, I'm reading a book right now by about Thomas Jefferson and the Barbary Coast, about how huh. our, our, our sailors and, and our merchant uh, seamen were intercepted by uh, pirates. pirates right? yeah. And he finally got so fed up with it, he was president by this time in the early 19th century, that he sent a small detachment of, uh, uh, yeah. of, 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 of naval ships over there. And the Marines, actually the first Marines, yeah. uh, pulled some of our guys that had been Put into slavery and and, and held as hostages. Not only freed them, but literally kicked the you know what out of these guys. And there weren't any more problems getting into the Mediterranean after that. Yeah, yeah. So that was the, and that was the America's first real foray into war as a new country. You know, this is only ten, fifteen years after the American. That's true Revolution. because
0: the uh, War of eighteen twelve
1: didn't happen until yeah. eighteen twelve. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Good Very stuff, cool. So, yeah. you
0: see Econ Sports Econ 101. You're <laughs> L- going to get some history and geography right. lessons well, too. There's a
1: lot of history in American American history is 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 really contracted and it was such a small uh, you know, couple of 100 years. It sounds like a long time, but no, you know, you think about a... it's not it's not. What we need to do is get some
0: high school teachers to listen to this show and say, <laughs> "Guys, can you come in and do a little sports thing?"
1: <laughs> yeah, tie it into sports. That's that's it. Man. Okay.
0: We're going to cut to our uh, last commercial break here. On October 2nd, 1920, mm. the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates did something on the same day that no baseball teams have ever done since. Wow. What did they do? Do you know this
1: one? No. I have no idea. Wow. 1920. 1920. That was the year my dad was born. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. My dad was born on March 5th, 1920. Actually,
0: yeah. and as we're doing this show, this would have been my mom's 89th birthday.
1: Uh, your mom would have been born in 1929. 29. 20, no. 20, no, 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 no. Yeah. Wow, how old did she? How long? How long did she live?
0: Uh, she died about two years ago. Okay, yeah. that's good life. Yeah, 85, 85. or actually 85. 85. 85.
1: Okay, yeah. well, that's a good life. Yeah, yeah. eighty-five is, is is longer than the average American lives. That's true. Yeah.
0: All right, Sports Econ One Hundred and One. We'll be right back with some closing comments.
1: Sounds good.
8: Do you? 800 296 0906. 800 296 0906. That's 800 296 0906. Welcome
0: back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third and final trivia question. And we think we got a stumper here. Yeah, I know. On October 2nd, 1920, the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates did something on the same day that no baseball teams have ever done since. What did they do? That
1: was probably the last day of the regular season. Maybe they both pitched no hitters. I don't know.
0: (laughs) No, they played a triple header.
1: A triple header. Wow. (laughs) Wow.
0: So that's Yogi Berra. Let's play three. Let's play three.
1: I always like those two cities because they're very much alike. They're on the water uh, – rivers, I should say. They're yeah. on the rivers, and they're surrounded by hills, and they're not too big, and they have great baseball history. And I love the old uh, – you know, I love Roberto Clemente and Pete Rose and Veda Pinson and, you know, Willie Stargell. I mean, they are just so many great players. Go yeah. Joe Morgan and, you know, Gary Nolan and, oh, man. But
0: now they're not as much of a rivalry because one's in yeah. the central, one's in the
1: east. Yeah, and also they – unfortunately – they haven't been run really that well. The Pirates a little bit better than the Reds, but the Reds have been, you know, for the most part since nineteen ninety pretty mediocre. At Solar best. drawlers. yeah, they're not quite almost. that bad, but they're almost. Yeah, they just haven't been don't, run. Don't very mention well.
0: nineteen ninety. I know, I know what happened in nineteen ninety. they beat the A's four, four straight, straight yeah. and the A's were supposed to dominate. They them. were
1: supposed to dominate. That mm-hmm. happens in baseball.
0: <laughs> All right, so here is our thoughts for the day. Talent is God given. Be humble. Fame is man given. Be thankful conceit is self-given be careful
1: oh john wooden said that i I knew you'd like that one john wooden was a wise man oh he said a lot of good stuff i got to interview him a couple times really really nice guy yeah it was like talking to a college a really sweet easygoing college professor gotcha yeah
0: and so he also said it's what you learn after you know it all that counts
1: Mm, yeah,
0: another wise saying. I yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he lived a long life. I think he was like ninety. He was 97, 90, right? 97 maybe. Wow, ninety-five. He was he, well into the nineties. The last couple of years were kind of rough, but he sure. he was in good shape until about yeah ninety. That's what happens when you live that long. You get all that wisdom. My dad lived to be 93, and uh, when he hit 90, he goes, you don't want to live this long. (laughs) I hear that a lot. Yeah. All right.
0: Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We won't be 90 back then. No. then We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.